This is Craig. I play for DU Football. I know both Sams personally. I don't even listen to this fucking show. This is the DU Football Show. Well, I mean, in all defense, nobody's playing right now. Uh, hot off the press in the Drunker United Football Closed Group. The reason why you all should join. From Alan Brody. So Krispy Kreme can give away free donuts for this, but can't give Carly Grammer 20 bucks back for the COVID thing that we were already just recording. Let's start the fucking show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bread to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Stuff of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. He is so proud of himself. Uh, Brilliant, that was. (laughs) Hello, and welcome (laughs) to the Drunker United Football Show. A completely biased uh, recap of the weekend's action is told by two. Common American schmucks. And we are schmucks. Yes, we I are. Know, when Graham's brilliant off air, it does throw you for a loop. <laughs> I, it really, really <laughs> does. Because I'm just not used to him being oh, brilliant on air either. Yeah, here we go. Uh, I am your host, Sam Houston. Across the way from me is the apparently brilliant Samuel Graham. Yes, Sammy, man. how you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well, thank you. <laughs> little tired. We've been tired. Yeah. Uh, little, little one kept up all night, huh? All fucking night. Yeah, yep. it, was, uh, it was a long one last night. Whew. That's all right. You've got beer. You've got whiskey. I'll be fine. You've got me. Full of caffeine. Yeah. It's going to be a great day. (laughs) Great fucking day. Yeah. Can't wait. We're recording at Studio H just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to follow, rate, review, and share with your footballing friends. No more subscribing, is it? It's following now. It's following now. You follow the show. Yep. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. If you want to get in touch old school via email, that is dufootballshow at gmail.com. Or if you want to get on the social medias, it is at dufootballshow. Uh, and our closed Facebook group, which you should find uh, as fast as possible, because that's where most of the banter happens, is Drunkard United Football. No. Yeah, Drunkard United Football Club. Drunkard United FC. Yeah. Okay, Drunk United FC. We shorten the one side, not yeah. the other side. Yes. Drunk United FC uh, on yes. the closed Facebook group. The you got to find that. The show is the DU football show. Right. The club is the Drunkard United Football Club. Got FC. It. FC on the, on the Facebook. Um, but at DU football show is all of the uh, standard social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Very good. And a follow-up email from our good friend Keith from last week. Um, Just bet did no go so good. Thanks, Sam Graham. I wanted to thank you for trying. But even with your luck, I, it couldn't save us. So here's to hoping that uh, Newcastle United Football Club will be back in the Prem for the 22-23 season. <laughs> fuck Steve Bruce and fuck Mike Ashley. <laughs> Apparently Mike Ashley is standing up for Steve Bruce uh, today. I heard. <laughs> because uninspired, mediocre football is is something to stand up for? They were 2-0 down. Uh, after Ryan Fraser hit the post, Steve Bruce didn't bring on a forward. No. Andy Carroll, Dwight Gale both sat on a bench. He yeah. wouldn't bring him on. No. Why? Why? Why would, why would you want to do a aggressive, attacking, free-flowing football? You're just going to 
grab your ankles and pray that they spit on it first. It's exactly <laughs> yeah. what he's sitting there doing right now. It's exactly what he's doing. Oh, that's terrible. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we've had to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Sam, the last of the pot still Irishes, I finally got it. It came to us uh, via New York as it is not readily available. But Sammy, tell us about our last Irish. Absolutely. This is the Kilbegan single pot still. Uh, comes in at 96, or I'm sorry, 86 proof uh, and will run you $44.99 to $49.99 on the shelf. It was rated 93 by uh, Whiskey Advocates Tasting Panel. Um, and this is number eight on your Whiskey Advocates Top 20 of 2020 um, whiskeys. Among this year's strong field of new single pot still releases, uh, Kilbegan bottled a gem of an Irish whiskey that sparkled brighter than them all. And I completely agree with that statement. Yes. Uh, the already historic whiskey style <laughs> achieves a powerful air of authenticity. First, it's distilled in the oldest working pot still in Ireland, and the 19th century Locke family recipe incorporates 2.5% oats, a common addition at that time. Melon, candied peel, uh, nutmeg, cinnamon, and honeysuckle aromas cascade into a palate made especially lush and creamy. From the oats, uh, with citrus peel, apricot, and roasted hazelnut flavors, definitely get the hazelnut, uh, leading to a mellow, rounded finish, adeptly uh, exhibiting a crisp articulation of pot still spiciness throughout. And it is bloody fucking fantastic. Yeah, love this whiskey. This is absolutely <clears throat> awesome. If you can find a bottle, buy it. And um, if they have more than one on the shelf, buy them both. Leaps and bounds better than both the previous two pot stills that we have had. So as you throw the magazine to the floor. <laughs> that did not work at all. It no go so good. Huh? Nope. That's all right. Sam like Mel tried dropping a coaster the other, a few minutes ago. Yeah. So Sam tried to uh, throw the magazine onto a box that's sitting on a couch and it slid off the box onto a bag. It and did like a Miami Vice slide across the box too. Like you would do off the hood of the car. <laughs> but at least it's standing upright on the hey, uh, leaned up against the. They uh, call couch. that an exhibition landing. You know, All right, it's quite quite good. I I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> um, yeah, the teeling. I really liked the sweetness that came out mm -hmm. of the teeling, and I really liked that. I think you really like the nuance of the drum shambo. Of the where, drum shambo, yeah. So of the two, you were more of the drum shambo. I was more for the teeling. We both um, agree this is better. This is way fucking better. Yeah. Um, Not that the other ones are bad, but they were more one-trick pony, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah this, this is combines both. It's got lovely sweetness. Um, the I wouldn't have known they used oats in it, but it absolutely adds a mouthfeel. Um, you know, think like oatmeal or oat milk, just that little creaminess to it. Yep. It just, it has, it, it just really has a body to it. Almost like you'd swear this saw some sherry barrel finishing, but it hasn't because it doesn't have any of those, uh, dark fruit flavors to it. Um, I'd have to revisit who the top five were. We haven't had the, uh, we haven't had the, um, Turkey rye yet. I think we're going to probably do that next week. We have the Turkey rye and the Craig rye to still drink. Yes. Um, this might even be deserving of a top five spot. Are those our last two? Yeah, those are our last two. Wow, and we're we're all a, done. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, it has been. It was, <laughs> it was fun. I'm glad. I, I'm just glad we were able to do it quicker. You know, we kind of were ahead of the game this time, yep. unlike the last time, and got them all and were able to try them, except for uh, Bullet because Bullet can fuck off. 
Yeah. Yep. Sorry, you got me in the middle of a yawn. That's all right. You were with a uh, you were with an infant on and off for an hour all night last night. You're kind of you're 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 okay, Sammy. We'll let you we'll let you slide. So, uh, kids, let's have ourselves a great show. Let's do that. Aha! I was damn near perfection. That clink. That was. A what good do you mean, clink. damn near? Was a good clink. Well, listen. That was. If we say it's perfect, perfection. You have nothing to strive for. <laughs> now, perfectly hit that mute button. <laughs> Only four matches in the prem, but it wasn't without good storylines. Leeds two, Fulham one, Brighton three, Newcastle nil. West Ham five, Arsenal one. I'm sorry, except for West Ham scored two of them. So West Ham three, Come Arsenal on. three. Come on. Tottenham two, Villanelle. Um, Leeds finally win in London, man. They did. And it was a damn good game, actually. It was really entertaining. I thought both teams played very well. Most of the statistics were were bang on even. Yeah. And um and if not for Meslier, Fulham would have won that game. Uh yeah, that, that's what I kind of got a out of it. A couple of fantastic saves. Once once the second goal got scored, because it was right after a Fulham miss and foul, they went right down the field and scored. After that point, the game switched to all leads. Yep. And Fulham just couldn't crack it and get in there. But before that, the very opening, Leeds had a couple of chances, probably could have put one or two of those away. They had the Luke Ayling uh, offsides uh, header. I love but, the celebration for that. It's a shame I didn't stand. Oh, I know. He kind of sucked. Take off the ponytail. Uh, yeah, with the put hair. His head, let his hair down. Let his soul glow. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> loved it. Shaking it around. It was Absolutely awesome. Absolutely loved it. And but but then after that, after Leeds went up one nothing for the rest of that first half, it was. All Fulham. Oh, yeah. Not even a little. It was all Fulham. And you are absolutely right. Meslier makes three monster saves. Like, that game could have been four to one at halftime. It <laughs> really, really could have been. So, big credit to Leeds for just weathering the storm. Being, being able, resolute for a change. Adjusting, you yeah. know, adjusting the plan just a little. They were still being hard, you know, that, that, that full press kind of kind of footy that they like to play but there just seemed just a little more smartness to them it wasn't just wild abandon you know it seemed right. like there was a, a touch of restraint reckless abandon you know, reckless abandon yes. hey i know we're going out on that's a blink 182 song <laughs> i heard very good <laughs> um where where do you think this leaves fulham is this is just yeah, pick, pick it up and keep going so the analogy that uh, I heard one of the pundits use today on the radio, which was pretty funny, is um, Newcastle are a wounded fox, and mm-hmm. uh, Fulham, being the posh people they are, are the fox hunters for, from down the lodge walking around with nine bullets. Right. <laughs> yeah. They've got nine bullets left, and all they have to do is win and draw. Yeah. One apiece, Right. Newcastle can't see them winning another game the rest of this season, if I'm completely honest. Very true. And, the way and Newcastle has to play a couple of heavy hitters here. The too. way they're playing at the moment just so just terrible. Just uninspired, just drab. They it it looks to me like they believe they are going down. Yeah. yeah. And well, um Let's get, we'll get to them in a second. Let's keep with Fulham here real quick. Um, but absolutely, yeah. Fulham has every opportunity to catch him. That's the point, is, is Newcastle are that bad at the moment that all Fulham have to do is nick four points somewhere out of yeah. nine games, and, and they will stay up, I think. And they still have Southampton, Wolverhampton, Villa. I'm sorry to say this, Arsenal 
who, if they don't do something hey, soon. Well, we did it to Villa last right. season right. where we absolutely should have beat them and didn't. They came out and stomped the shit out of us. Right. Well, they, well what I'm saying is where you, um, uh, if you don't do something soon, you're out of the conversation for Europe, right? Well, and, and by via league position, yeah. But right. I, I really like our Europa League draw. Oh yeah, I'm 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 I, and I'm not negating that. But in that regards, you might not pay too much attention to that Fulham match, where Fulham will be keenly aware of that match. Right. So, like, there's four right there where you look at it and you go, Yeah, I see some points in there. As, right. Exactly. Even, even, even if, if there's four, four draws, draws doesn't matter. Like, yeah. I see some points in there. And then the be all end all is, is all you got to do is be within three fucking points. Cause the last game of the season, you get fucking Newcastle. Right. Like, so. And the way know, they're playing at the moment, your goal difference should you know, be better. Yeah. And there's at that stage, <clears throat> like I said for, for, for leads, a nice little win. Um, this is going to pretty much, I mean, it, we, we figure 11th place, you know, that's probably what they're going to be. Yeah. Which for Leeds, you're back in the prem, you're established in the prem. Now be able to move forward, pick up more pieces and keep getting better. Like right. that's, I mean, <coughs> I like to say there's going to be, be a ton of storyline about them, but there just really isn't. Not that's, this year. That's no, it. the the big question for me, the storyline with Leeds is going to be the long game because we all know Bielsa doesn't stay any one place for mm -hmm. an extended period of time. So, I feel like the next managerial appointment is going to be quite crucial when it comes time to do that. And if they get it wrong, they could go on another 20 year hiatus. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's also, we mean, when does, when does Bielsa say, okay, you know, he'll go, all right, well, I got you guys back up to the prem. I'm done now. Cause he's always yeah. one year deals. That's all he ever does. Right. So you know? I, I just, it, if they don't get that next appointment, correct. You know, and I, it might not have been 20 years. It may have been 15 years, but they, they could very well, if they get that wrong, they could go on another, uh, you know, trip down to the championship for a long, long time. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, uh, the Seagulls finally hold and add to a lead in a game. Scored more than one. You know, normally, normally it's we score one and then we capitulate and give up one and draw one one at the end. Or and, last couple times lose two one at the end. Right, precisely. <laughs> uh, it was a brilliant performance from them. Um, yeah. Trossard was huge. Uh, had a goal and an assist, obviously. Uh, Danny Welbeck uh, remembered how to shoot the ball from distance. <laughs> that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and Pascal Gross with a wonderful cross and uh, and a finish by Mope that that he's been needing. Yep, uh, very much so. So it was. And they were firmly in control the entire game. I don't think Sanchez really even had a a, a save to make. No, uh, off the top of my head, they were they were absolutely brilliant. Um, from back to front, I mean, Newcastle are just so uninspired. They look mm. like they're already down. They look like the Walking Dead. Yeah, well, we've we've said this at nauseum already. It appears that um, Bruce's game plan is to not lose. Well, like, oh, I'm going to survive. We're just going to survive. That's all we got to do. That's not how you survive. You you have to fight. At some point, at some point when you're backed into the corner and there's a big giant bearing down on you, you have to pick up a club and try to fight back. Yep. Even if it means you get beat down and you lose, you have to at least show something. I don't the they're missing some big pieces, yes, right now. They they're they're obviously missing some big pieces, but it still doesn't negate the fact that there isn't there. There's enough talent on that team to be doing way better than they are doing. Right. But they're handcuffed. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I, if, jo if Jose Mourinho is, um, it, for this analogy, the prison guard, Steve Bruce is the warden. Yeah. The, 
they both won't let their teams do anything. They keep them completely shackled, and it, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. There's why? no reason. You have to score goals to fucking win games. Why is Bruce still employed? Right. Yeah, like, because Mike Asher doesn't want the payout. He doesn't want to have to pay him out, and I don't think he can get somebody in. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, why don't you why don't you get the the guy who's the assistant coach that at least brought a little bit of life to him <laughs> for two games till for, yeah. Steve Bruce banned him from the technical area? Yeah, exactly. It's I mean, just it, it's I don't get it. If if the doctor tells you you're gonna get colon cancer if you don't change your diet, right? You can't keep eating fucking sausage rolls. You gotta change to something bright and fluffy like broccoli. Yeah. You know, you gotta do something different. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. What's the puzzled look? I've just never heard broccoli described as fluffy. All right. Bright and fluffy like a broccoli. <laughs> Looks fluffy. I'm just saying. It might not be. Yeah, you're right. It might not be. I know. <laughs> I eat broccoli. I had broccoli yesterday. Bright and fluffy like a broccoli. I'm trying to think what vegetables are fluffy and... It looks fluffy. It looks like it'd be softer than it is. Does it? Yes. Okay. It's definitely bright. And not as heavy on your stomach as a sausage roll, which is the real point. <laughs> And that is the it won't give you cancer. That is the <laughs> comprehensive breakdowns you get here on the Junk to United Football Show. <laughs> Sausage roll versus broccoli. Jesus, fuck me, Christ. Um, That's the show title. Is, is this bright and fluffy like a broccoli? <laughs> or, or Jesus, fuck me, Christ. <laughs> it's not that. Sorry, Ross. Not that. That might, Sorry, get, Ross. Us, that might get us canceled. Um, the the for, for Brighton, is this enough? Or do they? Yeah, need to, I think they're safe now. Yeah. Uh, because the uh, Newcastle aren't going to pick up the requisite points to catch them. Right, right. So Fulham's going to leapfrog Newcastle as long as they can draw four games by the yeah. end of the season. I still and feel Newcastle like, will go down without a whimper. Yeah, I feel like Fulham could even leapfrog Brighton still, but I still feel like it's it wouldn't matter because right. Newcastle aren't catching Brighton. Yeah, no, it's it, that's precisely it. West it. Brom aren't doing anything, and Sheffield United's already done and dusted. <laughs> All right, so uh, so on to what's going to make you start rubbing your thigh. Irons go. jump out to a 3 nothing <laughs> lead. Yeah, Arsenal, in were still in bed. Arsenal were still uh, in bed. Only to watch it slip slip away. I, I tell you, it's, it's interesting because if you would have said, if I would have told you before the match, Sam, you're going to tie Arsenal 3-3. I mean, Arsenal's going to tie 3-3. You'd have been like, uh, really? Fuck. Well, like, the, way, the way West Ham have been playing this season... I wouldn't have thought that was a bad result necessarily. Right. In general, there's they've been fantastic this season, West Ham. <clears throat> oh, and that showed by the way that they started the fucking match. I mean, what two nothing within twenty minutes of the match, three nothing at thirty minutes of the match, thirty two minutes. Yeah, they were three yeah. nil up. Lingard does it to us again from outside the area. Mm-hmm. It was a great little flick ball by Antonio uh, to find him. Brilliant goal. Bert Leno had absolutely no chance. Uh, and then the other two, I do think he had a chance for. I also think Thomas Suchek might have been offside that they didn't look at closely enough. Oh, yeah, the one um, little dink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the little tip. That might have been an offside. I do agree. Yeah, so I don't think they looked close enough to that, uh, uh, to be honest with you, on the VAR. And then uh, uh, what was the other one? Mikel Antonio got one for himself mm-hmm. as well. So instead of it should have had a fourth uh, goal. Antonio, uh, a second of the game, would have had a hat trick had... Suchek not gotten that touch on it, uh, but he hit the post late on. But after they scored that third goal, Arsenal flicked the switch and looked like world beaters. They yeah. were fantastic. Yeah, Suchek, Suchek uh, deflected one, which I, I, you and I discussed this off air. Think that was really a goal. I think that should have gone to Lacazette. I don't think you could tell where that ball's goal. going in the inch that it 
hit Suchek from mm-hmm. after it left Lacazette's foot. Um, but so I think he got robbed of a goal there. And then but, you had you had uh, Craig Dawson. By the way, it was a good take. Uh, finishing a perfect cross from, from Colin Chambers. Chambers. Yeah, and if he Pardon. didn't, well, here's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that fucking own goal cost me my bet <laughs> because the person on the other side of Craig Dawson and <laughs> I agree. Yang. He found himself unlucky. He had to do something mm-hmm. because Aubameyang was on the other side of him. But yeah, that was that would have hit my bet this week, yeah. and instead didn't. Well, um, I, I, well, what I was going to just say is tidy, tidy finish by uh, Dawson. Problem was wrong net. <laughs> it was in your own goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not you. You need to do that the other side of the field, not your side of the field. Right. And then uh, Martin Odegaard was fantastic <laughs> in this game, and his ball to Nicola Pepe uh, to cross in for Alexandre Lacazette's uh, bullet header was was absolutely fantastic. Um, Lacazette also did well to, to not go down. Um, he was being tugged on through ball came in. He kind of <coughs> tapped it around. Maybe it was Craig Dawson and then got pulled back a little bit, stayed on his feet, stuck with it, lobbed the goalkeeper. And then it was cleared off the line by, mm-hmm. um, yep. Was it a Bonner or somebody? Yeah. Uh, cleared it off the line. So it was, it was, you know, well done to both teams. They owned a majority of the first half. We owned the rest of the game. And um and I think we honestly could have won uh won that game. Bakuya Saka uh should have had a goal um as well. So um and you could also argue Declan Rice should have had a goal. Well, uh, that that run that surging run he went on uh that tried to finish it off himself and and Bird Leno with a decent save. Um Dildo Brothers do a big push sales push sell a couple extra strap ons because the first thing you should be doing when it becomes the transfer window is signing Jesse Lingard to a fucking permanent. Yep. Now they'll fuck it up. They'll fuck it up. Cause it's the dildo brothers. <laughs> they'll butt plug it up. Like any, like there's no tomorrow, <laughs> but the first thing they should be doing, yep. they should absolutely be doing is signing Jesse Lingard. That is absolutely positively the number one thing they should be doing. Yeah, I completely agree with you. He's he's contributed more points in fantasy since arriving, what was it, 14 games ago mm-hmm. than most players have done all season. Yep. I think he's got something ridiculous, like 67 fantasy points to his name between goals, assists, and, and participation. It, it's amazing what he's done for that team since, since going there. And they already had a decent thing before he had arrived. <laughs> and what and what the ferryman was able to do, but I, I, again, I. But it's, you know, it's also down to. I mean, naturally, when you have a lead like that, you take your foot off the gas a bit. That's natural. You kind of play within yourselves to try to shore things up, and this, that, the other. I think it was an issue of they almost tried too hard to shore things up, and and uh, you know the ferryman at halftime could have had his team come out and hey, go back at him like you did in the first half, get another goal. We're going to need it. All of us in our match thread in Charm City Gooners were talking about it. If we get a goal before 75 minutes, we're either drawing or winning this game. Right. That's exactly what happened. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was all, I mean, Arsenal did very well and deserved what they got out of it, but I think it was, it was more of, of David Moyes, the ferryman, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Is, <laughs> is this the change? Is this, is this what's going to click? Like, is this what's starting to work with Arteta and Arsenal? And it, it seems like this is what they need. Yeah, so I guess here's a, a good a time as any to uh, discuss what was going to be my closing words. Okay. Um, but uh, three managers this week mm-hmm. had some 
uh, or well, three, two managers, and then Alexandre Lacazette. <laughs> there were three post-match press conferences of note mm-hmm. this week. Jose Mourinho is on Thursday in the Europa League after losing three uh, 0 mm-hmm. to Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's after getting knocked out of the FA Cup to Leicester City, which we'll come on to, and then Lacazette. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said we didn't respect the manager's game plan, <laughs> which is why they stormed out to a three 0 lead uh, mm-hmm. uh, against the Arsenal. Uh, so. What I think he meant was, is we didn't execute, right? But not English being a second language. You chose right, the word right, respect, right. and a lot of people are making, <clears throat> you know, big a big deal out of it. I, th- I don't think that's necessarily the case. I don't think that they they came and said, "Yeah, all right, Mikel, fuck your game plan. We'll do what we want." Then got a tongue lashing at halftime, and then okay, we'll do what you want, boss. And then it worked. I don't think that was it. I think they right. just came out of sleep and flat footed, um, personally. <laughs> so, I think. Uh, uh, Way too much is being made of his of his things. I don't um of his of his comments. I think it was just English as a second language difficulty in, mm-hmm. in forming that sentence personally. Um, so if, if he can figure out how to get Arsenal to play from the off, but our, I mean, there's an argument to be made that Wenger had a problem with it. Unai Emery had a problem with it. Right. Freddie Jumberg had a problem with it. Right. They just can't seem to. That what they should do is play thirty minutes as a warm up. 11 v 11 on a half pitch. That's how they should warm up. Right. So they got 30 minutes of game time under their belt, and then they come out from minute one. And they're ready to go. And they're ready to fucking go. Heard. Very good. Um, uh, Spurs did not have a very good week, and boy, did they need this win. Because, woo. Brings me (laughs) on to the second of the three uh, uh, post-match quotes. Uh, Jose Mourinho said, I apologize to our supporters for the players failing at the basics of uh, basics of life (laughs) 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 at at their defeat to Dinamo Zagreb, where they were two nil up from the first leg, ended up losing three nil. I apologize for their failures at life. Yeah. I apologize (laughs) to our supporters for the players. uh, What is it? For failing at the basics of life. It's Jose is saying they can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So, (laughs) but I mean, the best part about it, and it's absolutely true. So Dinamo Zagreb's manager, Mm -hmm. two days before the game, got sent to prison for four years. Yep. They were managerless. The reason this happened was because he had an offshore bank account and he was getting kickbacks from players, right? Mm -hmm. Player sales and transfers and stuff, which is highly illegal. So he got found out, uh, investigated, court, jail actually, you know, which a lot of times people don't do, but jail time, four years, and bang, they have no manager. Yeah. And fucking one of the self-proclaimed greatest managers in the world, Jose Mourinho, couldn't seem to break them down and even get one goal to secure Tottenham's route into the semifinal. It just didn't. Fucking incredible. It's brilliant. Fucking incredible. Um, you can't beat it. Oh, no. Quarterfinal. Sorry. Not semifinal. I, and I'll tell you what. Um, Villa was the better side in the first half of this match. Yes. Villa uh, really was. It started a little cagey at first, but Villa definitely grew into the game <laughs> um, and and dominated. They had a fair few chances uh, before, before Spurs even woke up and registered a shot on target. And it was a... a Bit unfortunate um, because it was Emmy Martinez who's had such a good, good season. Mm-hmm. Uh, sold Matty Cash short, uh, which allowed Lucas Moore to steal the ball. A clever little one-two. And then a, a perfect pass between Matt Target and the uh, 
the last ditch challenge of Tyrone Mings got in between the two players to find uh, vicious Vinicius uh, <laughs> at the far side for a tap in. And then the only thing that I wouldn't want to be less than that post that he slapped after he scored was the corner flag at Sheffield United that Jamie Vardy exploded. He's, well, he he's a bit of a prick. He got into it with a couple of the Villa players. As like I said, uh-huh. vicious Vinicius. He's a, he's a spicy, <laughs> much like McGinn, except for not Scottish. He's a spicy little scotch bonnet. That, yeah. uh, <laughs> except no, for he's huge and thick and wide. That is what you refer to as McGinn. You can't call a big, huge, wide, non-Scotsman a spicy little scotch bonnet. All I right. call foul. How about a spicy little Brazilian Carnival thong. Well, he's he's thick. And, <laughs> That's a lot of words. He's thick. He he, he makes Hulk look small. <laughs> like, McGinn's ass. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> no, talking about uh, Vinicius. The uh, uh, vicious Vinicius. Yes. Yeah. That's rough. All right, let's move on. Well, the the, the tough part. I think I think, I think the we have really a very tough part is to take care of is um, Triori showing some signs, but he clearly isn't as talented as Grealish is at doing it. Correct. They mm-hmm. desperately miss Grealish right now yep. because they can have lots of possession and there's lots of opportunity, but there's a disconnect of that midfield getting the ball to Watkins to score. Well, there's nobody drawing the attention away so yep. that plays can be made. Although I will say my favorite line from uh, Arlo was, that was an intelligent header. An intelligent header. Like that just struck me as funny. Yeah. Uh, if I keep rambling, do I still have to take my shot of Malort? Or do you guys uh, forget? No, you have to do your right now. All yeah. right. So um, this shot is for ever that happened during the uh, the show. Uh, Maddie Cash, who I have his jersey. During just the bragging. show. Isn't that what it is? During the, the match. Game. During the game, during the match, <laughs> during the thing where the guys go at each other. That's a show. Uh, Maddie Cash got, got, a, got a yellow card. But if you look back at the replay, I don't think he even hit the player. It was hair plugs that was doing the dive. Oh, uh, yeah. Lucas Mora. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> My new nickname for Hurricane is hair plugs. <laughs> That's brilliant. He so is Lucas Mora does have male pattern baldness. Oh no, Harry Kane is hair plugs from now on, and I believe they said he's in his late twenties, which is yeah, a he's lie. Like 28, 29. That man is not younger than thirty-five years old. <laughs> I don't know why he's lying about his age. I would tend to agree with I that. I don't know why he's lying about the hair plugs, but uh, anyways, down the hatch. There we go. Um, I think what we've got <sighs> for... <sighs> for oh, comes the burn. <laughs> and then there's the famous... <clears throat> bile. I mean, it was... It, I mean, it's no... <laughs> 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 how, how is how is it? How are you doing? Oh, <laughs> that's... <laughs> So what I'll, Alberto, that was the best last week. You made our fucking week with that Dude, one. Alberto, they've been doing that sound effect all week long, by the way. <laughs> what How I will, <laughs> The last thing I will say about this game is it's very hard for Villa to fuck when they're playing the condom of football. Rounding out the rest of the quarterfinals of the FA Cup in, oh, so that happened. Southampton 3, Bournemouth 0. Manchester City 2, Everton 0. Chelsea 2, Sheffield United 0, Leicester 3, Manchester United 1. So with Southampton and Bournemouth, I mean, honestly, the better of two out-of-form sides won. Yes, the Premier League team out of two out-of-form sides won. That's yeah. it. it was the cream of the crop rose to the top. Nathan Redmond played like Lionel Messi or the, the Pep Guardiola might have been in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> 
or or Redman was playing inferior talent is what it comes down to. Yeah, you know? honestly, I mean, he was he was fantastic in that game though. But a lot of the statistics were fairly even. Southampton yep. were just the more lethal of the two sides. <clears throat> and somebody else uh, in our latest edition of thank God that guy scored. He needed one is uh, Musa Gineppo. Oh, he yeah. needed to go badly. He works his socks off that player. Yeah, great. And just freezes up in front of goal. Cannot seem to finish. He needed a goal badly, and he got one. Yeah, the and, and what's interesting in that is that it could have been five nothing. It could have been three three. Right. Like there were lots of chances for Southampton, but it wasn't like Bournemouth didn't have opportunity. That's what I'm saying. There just wasn't talent to put it I away. I think they had one less shot on target than Southampton did. Yeah. I mean, it was... They it, had their chances. It's, you know, for Southampton, you got a little something to be proud of. You know, you made it to the semifinals, but I ne- next up for them is uh, is United. I mean, I'm sorry, is Leicester. It's Leicester. And I don't... Uh, I think Leicester is going to be fucking eyes on the prize. We're getting to the finals. Yep. We're fucking here to win this Completely fucking thing. Completely agree with that. Yeah. Like, it's... I, I mean, for me, of the remaining four teams, it's it's you like. To, I, I know most people do not like Manchester City, and I am of one of them. But if the opportunity for City to win the quadruple legitimately is on the table, it would be cool to see it happen. Right? It would just be cool to see it happen. I guess. But also, anything that puts Manchester United back in their place, <clears throat> they're like us, Manchester yeah. United, in the way that we always refer back to the Invincibles. Yeah. They always refer back to the treble. Difference is, it was five years before the Invincibles happened. So right. we have more of a claim of talking <laughs> shit than you do. Right. And, but- <laughs> and if you're able to get a quadruple over your crosstown rivals, that's pretty great. And then, and then the. You know, Liverpool, where, oh, we won our sixth Champions League. Oh, we won the Premier League. Oh, we're like team of the fucking century bullshit that gets fucking spouted <laughs> yeah. about. Like City fans just go, oh, did you win all four in one year? <laughs> yeah. did Because we, we, we won all four in one year. So did the Arsenal ladies, <laughs> yeah. though. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, only, as the, quad, the it, only, the only professional football club to do it is the Arsenal ladies. Is the quadruple really, like? that special anymore it's already been done <laughs> I heard I hear ya um, <laughs> and it but, was my ladies that did it but I'll tell you if, it, if it's not gonna be City to do it for the quadruple it's I want Leicester yeah absolutely yeah I'm, I'm, be- this is like 5001 this is like <clears throat> that season I'm 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 riding in on Leicester all the way now now they Fuck are City. now I'm not saying this in the regards because they, it like are, they were my horse because they are currently they are currently in third place and they are a team that was competing for Champions League football last year as well but they are a quote mid table club that is what they as far as finances go and things of that nature so one of those mid table clubs winning is always good for the league absolutely it is always good for the league 100% and and for them it gives them a little bit more money a little bit more exposure it just it helps it all it all helps yeah i still like i still really love that team just in general they they would probably be my second Premier League team, honestly. Yeah. If, if Arsenal can't do it, I wouldn't mind if Leicester did it again. Yeah. I'd, I'd enjoyed Leicester doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it, 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 it's who I'm rooting for, too. It's I'd ride in on them with my shirt off if they did it again. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> I mean, I know a certain chicken that's hoping Leicester does it again. <laughs> um. So moving on, um, Carlos sets up a perfect game plan. And it is executed perfectly 
Until the 84th minute. We like to call that style the Jose. Yeah. Yeah. The the Jose, but it was actually working. It was the thing. How would you say it in in Italian? How can we be insensitive? Uh, El Busi. (laughs) El Busi. Okay. Very good. Oh, you got to do this, though, too. Oh, got to do the hand thing? (laughs) Sorry. Well... it, it took JK. It took a deflection off the post to an open man to head it to head it away to finally crack the code because up until that point, City they didn't really have chances. City didn't do shit. No, they really didn't do much. There was one brilliant save that uh, you'll have to help me with the last name, but Zhao Virginia, 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 Zhao Virginia. Yeah, all right. He actually used to be on your club. Really? Yeah, he was never heard of him. He came to you, and then he came to us. Never heard of him. Must be one of Mushari's backwoods deals he mm-hmm. got there. Uh, <laughs> careful, FFP coming for you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he um no nah, he I thought he had himself a decent game. I mean, the City didn't have no chances. You know what I mean? They did mm-hmm. have a couple here or there, and he was equal to the task every time. He stepped into this role, and he's really grabbing it by the scruff, uh, scruff of the neck. Yeah. thought he played very well in the league fixture uh, earlier in the week as well. Yeah, it was just it, at some point the dam broke, and yeah. that's what happened. And it, and and it, it, it took and a, a dam- fortunate fucking deflection to do it. But Precisely. Then, and you could see the body language. After that goal went in, it was oh, also, you knew it, you knew a second with the goal 80, was coming. Sixth minute or something, eighty fourth, and yeah. then and then it was the eighty eighth when the next yeah. one came. So it was which you just knew at right. that point. You knew absolutely. And and for Everton, it's hard to really be disappointed in the side. I mean, you're it, everybody deals with injuries, and I'm not going to blame the loss on that because ultimately, a the, possibly the best team in the world right now beat you. It's hard would you to care, would you. Uh, all right, let's auction off reasons why you lost. Um, do I hear $10 for the wind? No. Do I hear $10 for the referee? No, even though he didn't call a particularly good game. <laughs> uh, there's no $5 option here, sir. <laughs> okay. Either then, you're in or you're out. Then no. Okay? No. <laughs> no, we, we lost We lost to... I was just taking Jurgen yeah. Kloppisms and Yo, throwing I'm with you. you. I'm with you. Well, you I, was wait, I was waiting for... Uh, um, wet grass, uh, <laughs> ugly style of play and stuff like that. They didn't want to My try My teeth to weren't as bright as they usually are. Right. All that good <laughs> shit. We don't have the Dutch tool up. Hold on. Moment of silence, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> you know, Everton did what they could. Obviously missing two very vital players in the middle of the field makes a big difference. You know, DeCorey's ability just to run box to box would have yep. added a lot to that game. But also... Carlo took exactly what he had, knew what he had, and said, this is the formation we're going to run. This is how we're going to do it. The team completely bought in, and the team gave their fucking all. Really, it's really hard and to be upset at my st- team. You still say you were a bit unlucky. I mean, Richarlison with that overhead kick mm-hmm. went very, very close. Uh, uh, there was a, should Ruben Diaz have been called for a handball? Right. I mean, his there's, arm there's was couple, out behind him. You know? A couple of opportunities that, that you could have found yourself at that stage of the game, 1-2-0 mm-hmm. up. Yep. We had, we, we had chances, and we played, we played the game plan we wanted to play perfectly. That's the kind of thing you can look at and you can see positives out of because you know <clears throat> your, your team believes in your manager. Your manager knows he's going to do the right things to help his team be successful. And for Everton, if you told me two quarterfinals in both the league, in both uh, tournaments and a sixth place finish, which still isn't out of the possibility, 
you'll have a very happy Everton fan right here. And right. it's hard to really be too terribly disappointed because it's a long-term thing. You see that bench and you go, yeah, there's still a lot of players we need to buy. There's still pieces we need to buy. Just role players. That Hopefully you'll be to allowed to. Yeah, exactly. The, the other thing is, does this 2-0 <laughs> loss, because it was in a cup that you fancied so so hard, how does this compare to the 2-0 defeat of Newcastle, uh, by Newcastle at Goodison Park? Which one's more disappointing? Oh, the Newcastle one, <laughs> a thousand out of the, a thousand times. Absolutely. Uh, oh, my God. That funny. one still kicks me in the nuts. In fact, <laughs> you know what? This shot of my lord isn't to losing to uh, Manchester City. This shot of my lord is to losing to fucking Newcastle twice. I should have to do three shots for that. That was a good picture, Mel. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the earwax was extra waxy this time. Ooh. Ooh. That is a good picture. That's going on the old Instas, huh? Definitely. Um, it's not flattering at all. Nope. I love it. Not Chelsea's best performance. Now the bile kicked in. Um, not Chelsea's <laughs> best performance, but they advance. Oh. Yeah. They survive. They advance. Um, it was a slog of a game. Oh, it was a tough watch. Boring games I've watched for a well, no, that one last was it last weekend or weekend before last. It was pit, mm. absolutely pitiful. Yeah, in the league, uh, this game should have been played that weekend. <laughs> it was that bad. Uh, it took until what the um, I can't remember when the goal was, uh, but it was an Ali Norwood own goal. Who yeah. sounds like Ali Norwood <laughs> reminds me of. Uh, do you remember the uh, uh, U.S. Uh, Iran Contra affair? Yeah. With Ollie North. <laughs> Whenever I hear Ollie Norwood's name, General Ollie North, you remember you think, that? Yeah, yeah, you think when of Ollie I, North. I think of Ollie North every time I hear Ollie Norwood's name. Heard. It's pretty funny. Um, sorry, I'm a nerd. There's really not much to say about Chelsea this Chelsea were very wasteful. I mean, they, yeah. the, the final ball was p absolutely pitiful, and it took, sorry for Christian Pulisic, who had four shots on target uh, at, at various stages in the game, most of them wasteful and listless. Mm -hmm. uh, Hakim Zayek uh, comes in and fucking rifles one. One goal, one shot. That's it. That's all mm -hmm. you need. What you worried about? I mean, th this is it for the Blades now. I don't yeah, see another done. I don't see another They're win. They're going to go down without a whimper. It's, like, it's sad. It's over now. It's over now. For everything that we were impressed with um, last season and, and, and all the things they did well, uh, Chris Wilder was the only thing that they had to hold on to, mm -hmm. to to try to rescue some sort of respect for the end of the season. And without that, We've seen now them. they're just going down without a whimper. Although McGoldrick did have a couple of chances, wasted both of them. He's a lot like Gineppo. Does all the build-up brilliantly, works his fucking socks off, but as soon as you get him in front of goal, he spazzes. Doublets. That's the way to say it, right? Yeah, after this game, yeah. Foxes fucking dominate. Um, United <laughs> looks tired. Welcome back after the week-long commercial break to the Kelechi and Niacho show. Yeah, and this we're motherfucker back. can't fucking stop scoring, can he? Jesus Could not Christ. score to save his life for the last four Three fucking years. years. <laughs> now suddenly, six, motherfucking goal machines. Six, seven in the last three games. It's I mean, the guy's insanity. going nuts. Well, Fred began that United brilliance with a perfectly weighted pass for Niacho. The problem is, is Niacho plays for Leicester. Uh, that's the issue. A lot of people were giving old Blockhead a, a lot of shtick for passing the ball to Fred in general right. <laughs> in that position, uh, which is true. This is like when Leno got in trouble for passing it to Xhaka in a fairly similar position, although right. 
Like, why would you Closer do that? in the box against Burnley, you'll yep. remember, uh, where Chris Wood scored with his oblique. I, we need to find if... Um, no, I'm sorry, Granite Xhaka scored an own goal with Chris Wood's oblique. Got to see if uh, <laughs> Harry Kane pointing at things Instagram has him pointing at where... Harry Maguire's. <laughs> Harry yeah. Maguire pointing at where he passes it to Fred. <laughs> It'd be brilliant. God. Or ah! po- pointing at where he should have, <laughs> yeah. where Fred should have turned and kicked it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it, was, it was a pitiful piece of play. And Dean Henderson just looked up, fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would say in this regards, Fred does get a touch of a bad rap, in my opinion, because what you sign that guy on to be is just kind of a holding midfielder, right? And there's never any, it, it's like an offensive lineman. When you say their name, something bad has happened, right? Right. So this guy goes just kind of steadfast, has been doing his job. And frankly, particularly this these past two seasons, doing it pretty fucking well. Like, you know, just making sure things are held down so that people like Pogba and Bruno can create and do their job and be out there, right? And he just sits back and helps withstand the pressure, helps add a little bit of uh, support to to the, uh, to the back line. And the problem is, is whenever you make a mistake, then, then everybody wants to lay on you. So, like, was it a bad gaffe? Yeah, sure it was. But it's not like the fucker does it every week. He doesn't. For the most no, part, he's pretty steadfast. He does exactly will, the job he's supposed to do. This season, he's been pretty steadfast. Yeah. He I, has made a few yeah. mistakes before. I think Absolutely. last season he was decent. The first season he came in was a rough season. It was a wreck. wreck. But I think in these past two seasons, he's proved his value and what he offers to the team. The problem is it's not a sexy position and he's not a sexy player. So like there will never be anything glamorous about what he does. Absolutely. So if there's a mistake, all the fans, cause let's face it, Manchester United supporters, the most understanding supporters on the fucking planet, of course are going to not are delusional gonna, at all. Those r- lot. Right. Exactly. Or cynical or <laughs> nothing. No. Uh-uh. Um, I good to see Pogba back for them. That's going to be big because <laughs> Like I said, when I said Fox is dominated, man, you looked exhausted. Oh, yeah. And, and it's time. And it's obvious except now. Everyone except Donnie Vanderbeek. Yeah. Because <laughs> for whatever reason, Ole won't fucking play him. I know. And then still subs him out. Yeah. Uh, After What a smart dummy mm-hmm. that was. To just let the ball run between his legs and find Mason Greenwood, who he knew was floating in behind, yep. to score their goal. It was brilliant. He took... <laughs> Two, three Leicester players out of the game with that, including the fucking goalkeeper. It was fantastic. Yeah. You know what? That I'm, dummy. You know what? I'm thinking, obviously, um, United has got one eye on Europa, of course. And they're going to, I don't think they're going to fall out of the Champions League spots. I think they'll still be there. But at the rate that, now granted, not always perfect, but at the rate that they're playing, I think Chelsea passes them. It's possible. I think United's the fourth place team. It's entirely possible. I, and I think Chelsea might end up in second the way they're playing right now. Could be. I really do. Just very quietly sneak because, well, I mean, they ain't lost yet. So yeah. until they lose, we got to assume they're going to win every fucking week. Absolutely. Uh, Yuri Tillemans uh, grabbing a winner with a nice solo run and finish. Um, and then uh, uh, Eniacho, uh again with the header uh, at the far post to round out the scoring. Uh, for Leicester, which brings me to my final <laughs> post-match quote. Please do. Uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer uh, blamed this result seemingly on a 2015 decision 
to uh, by Louis Van Gaal to allow Johnny Evans to leave the club uh, and go to Leicester. Um, he said, we're still feeling the effects of that. And Manchester United uh, still have feelings for him. Aw. Aw. Hearts. Yeah. I wonder how that makes old Blockhead feel. What's the Taco Bell commercial? Heart-shaped pants! Heart-shaped pants! <laughs> it's like, well, I'm here. You say uh, you spent 80 million quid on me. Yeah. But, Don't but, you... Don't you have feelings for me too? <laughs> yeah, but but apparently <laughs> Harry Maguire points can point <laughs> at the day that they let Johnny Evans go. Well, it seems like Harry Maguire wouldn't have minded the thruple, but instead, <laughs> instead, uh, uh, Johnny Evans, you know, respects himself. Well, you know, o- Ole Ole was just smart enough. Ole was smart enough to go ahead Brilliant. and lose in the quarterfinals, so he doesn't fuck it off in the semis as he is prone to do. Absolutely. It's time to tell you what little we know it is prediction time. Uh, no prediction. see the wheels turning. What? For mouth? Yeah. Well, what button is it? Da, 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 hit the button, hit the funny button. Well, normally there's more segments and I'm going, oh, wait. There's only two. At the yeah. end, even though with having half much show, you still manage to go twice as long. Yeah, well, funny. hit the other button, the mute button. That a girl. <laughs> all right. Um, we all lost. This is becoming a streak. Um, Graham, you're now down uh, 965. Yes. Uh, Pat the got, reverse of 69. Woo! Pat got done dirty by Arsenal. If Arsenal would have won, he would have hit. Um, I missed, and I'm now down $520, so I'm uh, still way ahead of you. Thank you very much, even though I'm losing. And uh, even the uh, even the bird lost as she was perhaps a touch too uh, bullish, and she now sits at uh, 14 and 16. So... Not much else to really talk about there. Uh, in fact, uh, Mel, don't even bother with the sound cue. Sam, go right on into the fantasy segment and tell us all about that. As soon as I'm done with that beer. Uh, all right. say, I actually read the notes, and I just want you to point out, I have been texting with Pat to see if he was able to come on, but you just went ahead and covered the whole segment with uh, yada, yada, yada. So. Well, and I also I also told <laughs> Pat specifically not to give us a bet, and he didn't have to call I'm in just tonight. saying, I just wanted credit, Houston, mm-hmm. that I read... Your notes. Look at you producing something. He prints out notes for us? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fantasy. Uh, I'm the big, big winner. Uh, 51 to 13 over Russ, catapulting me. uh, I'm sorry, keeping me in second place, but now just four points behind Ray. And guess who I play this week? Ray. Well, when they come back next weekend. In two weeks. Ray. Nice. Yeah. Going to be a good one. Uh, moving down the line, Ray with a pitiful display, losing four to thirty-four to JB. Uh, Keith edging out Smokey twenty-one to seventeen, giving me a little bit more of a lead in second Not place. Not Keith. Keith. I thought Keith beat me. Keith beat Smokey. Kenny beat me. Twenty-one seventeen. Yep. Elliot lost four to nineteen to uh, her highness. Brody twenty-eight to nineteen over Geckle in a, a barn burner <laughs> of a fucking fantasy game. Uh, Kenny beat you. Seven to four. Wait, what? Seven to four. How does that happen? How does that happen? I'll tell you right now. Uh, Ralph we Hampton only FC, had two players play. Uh, oh he, no, well, he had one, two, three, four. He had five players in. Three of those five getting zeros. <laughs> uh, Callum Chambers nabbing an assist, so he got a five. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, Dubravka got subbed in uh-huh. with his uh, participation points of two. Your husband... Uh, Miss Melissa was 
Uh, he only had two players actually play their games. Uh, Pierre Emil Hoiberg uh, got a massive three, and uh, Bertrand Traore with a one. And uh, Hoiberg, right at the end of the match, Martinez makes a great save on a shot from outside the uh, 18 on Hoiberg. She didn't notice it, but I was like, fuck. Because if he would have scored that goal, <laughs> daddy wins. <laughs> yeah. uh, which is pretty funny. In uh, the other just absolutely spectacular <laughs> match, uh, Taylor... Don't be a Conte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beat Rob out eight to one. Eight to one. Uh, Rob Rob only having one player playing. Uh, oh, no. Em- well, that's embarrassing. He had Aaron Questwell and Matt Target play, but because of their performances, they both ended up scoring zero, as well as Helder Costa for Leeds who didn't play. And then Bert Leno uh, with <laughs> just his one participation point. Uh, which is pretty goddamn funny. So Ray's in first place with 59 points, me in second on 55. Uh, Allen is right on my heels, hot on my heels with 54 points. Um, JB at 52, Keith at 51. So it's getting kind of congested up at the top. Uh, Elliot at 48, Rob at 45, Sammy, you're at 44, Schmokey at 44, Taylor at 40. So it is kind of... Dense there in the middle as well. Eh, Mid-table, mid we've stopped paying attention. <laughs> nice. Hence, hence why I only had two guys. I was just like, eh, fuck it. Can't be bothered. I'm already I'm already in Dubai. Thanks. Right, yeah. <laughs> Al- Alberto uh, at 36. Good callback, Big, did, Sa- Big Sam. Yeah. yeah. Did, did he did he win? Did Alberto win this week? I th- yeah, I think so. I think he I finally broke his that. duck. I thought I said that. Yeah, I think he finally broke his duck. Um, Sorry to just bring the show to a screeching halt, fuck. but you brought him up. Yeah, Alberto. I'm sorry, I didn't read the last one. Alberto won 13 to two over Firecox. There we go. See, yeah, my bad. I didn't read that one. <sighs> Professionals. Yeah. Uh, so Alberto finds himself in 12th on 36 points. Russ on 32. Gecko on 27 with a hell of a lot of points scored. Kenny out of the basement up to 26 uh, points in 15th place. And Firecock drops down into the golf oh, place. Oh, in the golf place. In the golf place. 25 um, points. Uh, uh, on uh, on his um, scoreboard, uh, Gecko fifth most points of the weekend. Still lost. Still lost. <laughs> Still lost. He's got eleven hundred points overall. More Still than lost. me, and I'm in second place. Still lost. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking brilliant. All right, that's gonna wrap it up, boys and girls. Uh, Sammy, any parting words? Yeah. Uh, don't hate on Asians, and if you feel like you have an addiction, don't fucking kill people. Yeah, exactly. Pretty, pretty simple. It's pretty simple. It's not the way to deal with your addiction. Yeah. And don't 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 Which go I also shoot people. Don't think you have, you cunt. Yeah, just just don't 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 do it. Nope, don't do it. Uh, just don't. Just any it. form of racism is bad. Here's, here's an idea. I, I'm I'm not going to bring don't down, be a racist cunt. I'm not going to bring down the bear for this one. But just don't be a cunt. Don't be a cunt. Don't be a cunt. It's the easiest simple. thing ever, isn't it? Yeah. All right. So next week is international break. We're going to do a fun little show for everybody. Ooh, last year, I cannot wait for this one. Last year we did uh, whiskeys of the EPL, where we compared all the teams to different uh, whiskeys from uh, around the world. This next week, we are going to do if coaches were cocktails. Yeah. So we are going to take each coach and we are going to p- compare them to a cocktail. And then, of course, we'll do injury time as well, which we're about to do right now, Sam. And on tonight's injury time, we're taking questions, uh, blind questions. Producer Mel got questions from all our Patreon listeners and is going to read them off to us and we're going to answer them blind. And if you wanted to check out injury time, Sam, how do you go about doing that? Uh, very simple. You... Uh, sign up to www.patreon.com backslash the football show and pick one of the top two tiers and you will get injury time to your inbox uh, as soon as Mel releases it. Fantastic. You know what, everybody? Till next week. Good night. Morning.
Yeah. 